Today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Your Lockdown Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, April 29th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. This is actually going to be a post-game pod on Thursday night following the conclusion of the Blackhawks meeting with the Florida Panthers. That kicks off around 7 p.m. Central Time here in a couple hours. I was originally going to record an episode this morning and uh, get it all out to you for your guys' way to work, but so many different things kind of happened in the past couple hours where... I I sort of had to scrap that episode and throw together a new one, so I'm going to have some thoughts on all of that coming up in a little bit, and of course, some pregame details that we got from the Blackhawks during their morning skate, and then the latter half of the episode, the final 10 or 12 minutes or so, those will be filled with some postgame thoughts on the contest, and hopefully, I'll be breaking down a Blackhawks victory, but first... To start the episode here today, the big breaking news that dropped around 11 or 12 this morning, the United Center is officially back and open, and both the Blackhawks and Bulls will be allowed to have roughly 25% of the building full for their final few home games of the 2021 season. Unfortunately, there will not be any fans at the UC tonight when the Hawks take on the Panthers, but for their final two home games of the year against the Dallas Stars coming up in uh, about a week and a half, I believe that kicks off next Sunday, there will be roughly 5,000 fans in attendance to cheer on the Blackhawks. I do got to admit, it's uh, a little bit of random, random timing here, though. You know, neither the Bulls or the Blackhawks are looking like <clears throat> they're going to uh, qualify for the postseason this year unless something crazy happens. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> I guess it's, uh, you know, a nice way to cap off the year. We're inching ever so close back to normal, but I just I just don't think this was necessary at all. Like, why, why even risk it at this point? You know, if the UC uh, wasn't going to be open for the fans during the Hawks and Bulls' actual stretches where they could have made the playoffs, why open it now for just two or three meaningless games? I don't know. Obviously, I'm happy, though. I mean, uh, fans going to be back in attendance. Finally, the Blackhawks were literally the only team across the entire NHL without fans in their building for the last couple of weeks now, so... It just seems like maybe this was done to show that they finally did open the stadium at some point this season. I don't know. Um, The timing of it, it's just super weird to me. But hey, 
Fans back at the UC, that's definitely a good sign for the building to be back on its way to full for the 2021-2022 season. And the United Center did announce today that they are uh, starting to release season tickets for next year in pods of two or four. So it does look like there could still be some sort of barrier between all the fans in attendance. Not sure if it's going to be at uh, 100% capacity to start next season, but no one does. No one really knows what's going to happen with COVID and everything in the next couple of months. Um, but at least finally, the city of the Chicago, uh, the city of Chicago, and the United Center—they're on the right track, opening back up. And, and let me tell you, I, I cannot wait to be back at the Madhouse on Madison, fully loaded. You know, uh, it's <laughs> it's a little bit of a hazy first period. You come back into it, realize you're at a hockey game. There, there's nothing like it. So keeping my fingers crossed when I say this, but uh, looking like things are starting to go back to normal here in the city of Chicago. Unfortunately, the ticket prices for those final two games are, are freaking bonkers right now. So uh, looking <laughs> looking like only the 1% will be able to go to these final games. But for the rest of us, uh, can't wait until next year to be back at the Madhouse on Madison. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my thoughts on the United Center officially opening back up to 25% capacity for the Blackhawks' final two games of the season. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to share the Hawks' projected lineup for tonight against the Florida Panthers. But first... I need to talk to you all about 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and is fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I just finished up talking about the United Center opening back up for the Blackhawks' final two home games of the season. Moving on now, per usual, with the Hawks playing tonight, I wanted to be sure to go over their projected lineup against the Florida Panthers. First, kind of a surprise here, at least in my opinion, Kevin Lankinen will be back in net tonight, even though he's been pulled in each of his last two starts. And really, ever since uh, kind of the beginning of April, Lankinen has just not looked like the same goaltender that he was through the first three months of the season. I mean, yeah, rookie hiccups, they do tend to happen. Um, and goaltender such a tough position to be consistent at, especially in your first year in the NHL. But 
Um, nonetheless, uh, you have to have to admit it's been a tough stretch here for sure for Lankin, and he's allowed three goals or more in six consecutive starts, and he also has posted a save percentage above 900 in just two of his last nine. Yikes. So, a big one here for Lankin in tonight to try and, you know, get a little settled in as we close in on the end of the regular season. Definitely don't think, you know, those struggles have been all his fault. You, you know the defense in front of him certainly is to blame a little bit as well. Um, but Lankinen, he has allowed way too many soft goals in, in these past few games. So looking for Lankinen to kind of find his game tonight against the Panthers, who he's played pretty well against this year for the most part. He made his debut against the Panthers and last time out against Florida, Lankanen pitched a 41-save shutout. Would certainly love to see another one of those tonight for the 26-year-old rookie. By the way, happy belated birthday to Kevin Lankanen. Turned 26 years old yesterday. Had to be sure to get that in there. As for the rest of the lineup tonight, starting with the forward group, the only change we'll see up front is Adam Gaudet. He's jumping back in the lineup tonight, playing his second game for the Blackhawks since being acquired from Vancouver. Gaudet will slot into the lineup for Philip Kurashev tonight. Bit of an interesting decision there. Um, only seven games left in the season. You know, you would think that the Blackhawks would want all their young guys in there. But at the same time, uh, Kurashev, he, he has been pretty quiet lately, I will admit. He has no points in his last six games and also just two in his last 17. So I get why Kurashev was was the one to draw out for Gaudet, but I, I personally think that, you know, the young guns, they should be in there right now getting their reps in these final games. Why not take out a guy like Brett Connolly, who, you know, you already know what you got in him. Philip Kurashev, he could he could use this experience. I don't know. Um, but Kurashev out tonight in favor uh, for Adam Gaudet. As for the Lions, with Kurashev out, uh, that means probably that Pia Suter is going to jump back and play center, and then I expect him to be between Patrick Kane and Vinny Henestrosa on the second line. Vinny Henestrosa, baby, been red hot as of late, deserving to be playing in that top six forward group alongside Patrick Kane. I think those two have established some pretty decent chemistry in the last few contests together. Then on the top line, expect to see Alex Dabrinkit, Kirby Doc, and Brandon Hagel once again. Hagel's been playing nicely ever since uh, he, he came back from missing that game against the Preds due to another false positive COVID-19 test. Uh, hope he can bring that intensity once again tonight. Then the third line, I expect that's where Gaudette will draw in. I, ex I think he'll be playing with Dylan Strom and Dominic Kubelik, and that makes for a really interesting third line because... All three of those guys really need to get it going offensively, especially Strom, because, you know, he's kind of on the cusp of being being part of the core here in Chicago. He's, you know, what are we going to do with Dylan Strom is the million-dollar question. Uh, and I'm also really excited to see what Adam Gaudet provides. I thought he had a pretty solid debut with the Hawks. That was... Uh, the first game of the series against Nashville last Monday, I think. Gaudet in that contest picked up a primary assist, and he only played like eight minutes of ice time. So definitely excited to see him get some more opportunities here tonight. And then to round out the forward group, expect to see Brett Connolly, David Kampf, and Mike Hardman, who was super physical in his NHL debut on Tuesday. Seven hits for Hardman in 10 minutes of ice time. Excited to see what he has in store during these final seven games of the season. Then on defense, the only change will be obviously Adam Boquist drawing out after breaking his wrist. 
And Nicholas Bodan will hop back into the lineup in place of him. I expect Bodan to join Duncan Keith on the second defensive pairing while Nikita Zadorov and Connor Murphy are at the top once again. And Riley Stillman playing a revenge game against the Panthers tonight. And Wyatt Kalanuck, I expect, to be the third defensive pairing. Overall, for the Blackhawks' defense, though, they just gotta put together a more consistent game for any hopes of beating Florida. This is another potent offense that, that will make you pay if if you don't play a, a clean game. So, you know, if, if the Hawks come out and are lackadaisical and, and have another lackluster performance in their own zone tonight, I would not be surprised in the least to see another six or seven spot put up on them. They've got to have harder exit passes and cleaner exit passes as well. The sloppy passing really kills this team on the breakout and gives them no chances in transition. And then just can't afford to have mental breakdowns and leave guys wide open all alone by themselves. Those are just bad habits to get into. So really hoping for overall a much cleaner game by the Blackhawks in their own zone tonight against the Panthers. I think that's what it'll take in order to come out with two points. All right, I think that takes care of the Blackhawks' projected lineup for tonight. Coming up in just a minute will be my post-game recap that I do in a couple hours after the Hawks get done taking on the Panthers. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. I also need to talk about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL are approaching the playoffs. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so I just got done sharing my preview of the Blackhawks matchup with the Florida Panthers. Last, before I wrap things up here on the show today, the game just wrapped up. The Hawks unfortunately fell just short in overtime to Florida by a score of 4-3. to three. A valiant comeback effort by Chicago tonight, though, I thought. They were down 3-2 to two in the final minute of the game, and for the first time in a while, not sure actually when the last time this happened, uh, the Blackhawks scored with the extra attacker out on the ice. Lankinen was on the bench, and with six skaters out there, Patrick Kane made just a perfect feed to find Alex Dabrinkit backdoor for the one-timer. Dabrinkit in this one had at least, at least three or four A-plus scoring opportunities in this game. He actually had a goal waved off in the second period for knocking it in with a high stick while shorthanded. He had a couple two-on-one chances while shorthanded. Just chances galore for Dabrinkit in this one. Uh, he was. It looked like he was so due to find the back of the net. Uh, his 24th goal of the season not only tied the game up 3-3 to for the Hawks, but that puts him now tied for 6th in the NHL with a handful of players. I believe Tyler Toffoli, uh, Alex Ovechkin, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, there might be uh, another one in there as well. But overall on the night, it was kind of a weird tempo. The, uh, the game was just going back and forth, it seemed like, th- throughout the entire contest. Um, but in the final 40 minutes... It really didn't favor the Blackhawks. They actually got outshot 29-15 to in the second and third periods. But I did think it was a pretty solid bounce-back game from Kevin Lankin, and he was the one that really kind of kept them alive. Uh, he, he was not too happy with himself for giving up that game-winner uh, to Sam Bennett on a wrist shot from near the blue line. If you, if you <laughs> watched until the end, Lankin and took his water bottle and threw it against the glass after giving up that wrist shot for the game winner. Um, but I, I thought as a whole, you know, he, he made a lot of big-time stops. He finished with 35 saves on 39 shots faced. Yes, once again, a save percentage below 900. But overall, I thought he was way more calm and composed than he had been in his last few starts. So, like what I saw from the kid, hopefully, you know, that was the bounce-back game he was looking for in order to get his game back on track. Just kind of unfortunate that he wasn't able to come up with that one in overtime on Sam Bennett. Early on in the contest, though, I thought this was a really solid start to the game for the Blackhawks. One of their better opening 20 minutes. They kind of started off slow the first three or four, but the last... 14, 15, 16 minutes, it was really their period, and they managed to take a 1-0 lead with a goal from Adam Gaudette poking home his first goal in Chicago since the trade. Great hustle by Dominic Kubelik to save off icing to kick off that play, and then Dylan Strom was able to somehow sneak the puck over to Gaudette, and he put it home for his fifth goal of the season, as I said, though, his first with the Blackhawks. Um, But again, Gaudette only played 10 minutes and 44 seconds last night, third least among Blackhawks forwards. Would definitely like to see him get some more ice time here down the stretch. Two games for Gaudette in Chicago now, and he's got a goal and a primary assist in about 20 minutes. Really like what I've seen uh, from the pending restricted free agent so far in his short Blackhawks career. I really think he's... uh, I know he's only played two games, but if the Blackhawks are kind of giving him a little tryout and 
really finding out what they're going to do with him in the offseason. I think Audette's a guy they, they definitely should bring back for at least one more year and give him some additional looks. And that third line I mentioned before the contest, the Kubalik, Strom, and Gaudette, it was a big one for them. That They needed to get something going, especially Dylan Strom. Uh, all three of those guys, you know, they they have something to prove. But for, for Stromer, been healthy, scratched in the last couple of games, finally got back in there on Tuesday. But if he wants to, you know, solidify himself as part of this core group going forward, he's going to have to produce. And it, and it was a good game for Strom last night, I thought. Primary assist on Gaudette's first goal with the Chicago Blackhawks. After that first period, though, it just seemed like the Panthers, that they finally woke up and realized that they were playing a defensively challenged team in the Blackhawks. And for the second straight game, after going seven in a row without allowing the pow- a power play goal, the Hawks got beat well shorthanded as Alexander Wenberg redirected Mackenzie Wieger's shot from the point past Lankin, and that was near the midway, <clears throat> midway point of the game that finally got Florida on the board. Not much that Lankinen could do there, though, with uh, the redirect right in front of his grill. But that seems kind of like a weakness on the Blackhawks' PK. They always seem to allow the screener to be wide open in front of the net. Way too many times this season I've seen guys parked right in front of our goaltender and just too easily were allowed to redirect the puck. I think that's definitely an area that uh, Jeremy Colleton and the penalty kill has to clean up next season in order for you know this PK to play more consistently and kind of take that next step. They've been really good since the end of March, but uh, now giving up power play goals in two consecutive games, that's not the way they want to finish off this 2021 campaign. Shortly after falling behind, 2-1 to one, though. Vinny Hinnestrosa stayed red hot by scoring his third goal in the last four games. He also extended uh, his point streak to four games as well. And just what a saucer pass here from Brandon Hagel on a two-on-one to find Vinny for the tap. And Hagel's been on an absolute tear lately as well. He's got five points in the last four games and also seven points in the last seven. So a good run here for potentially Chicago's new mutt with Andrew Shaw kind of passing the torch down to Hegsey. And if you look at uh, Hegel's time on ice recently over the, the past week or so, his role just keeps getting bigger and bigger down the stretch, and for good reason. Great pass there by Hagel to spring the red-hot Henestrosa, who now has 10 points in 11 games with Chicago since being reacquired by his hometown team. After taking that 2-1 to one lead, though, this was really all Panthers down the stretch. The Hawks got outshot 39-27 to 27 on the night in the, fi- uh, in the final two periods. I said 29-15, to 15, but, you know, that's a really good Florida Panthers team that we just took on. They're 33-14-5 now this season. That gives them the third most, third most points in the entire NHL, so... Against kind of a subpar defense that the Blackhawks have, you know, those those things are, are kind of going to happen. So uh, I do give credit for the uh, to the Hawks for fighting hard on Thursday night. They weren't able, unfortunately, to carry over that momentum from the late goal by Debrinket into OT. But I thought the kids fought hard tonight. And, you know, we saw a lot of good stuff from guys like Brandon Hagel, uh, Alex Debrinket with that late goal and a plethora of scoring opportunities. Kirby Doc picked up an assist and he was also 
10 of 12 at the faceoff dot. I believe he was 7 of 8 against Alexander Barkov, who's one of the best in the entire NHL in that department. Good stuff from Kirby tonight. Uh, as I said, Vinny Hinnestroza stayed red hot. Him and Wyatt Kalanuck both extended their point streaks to four games. Um, even though the stats won't show it, I thought Kevin Lankinen did have a pretty solid night. Dylan Strom picked up a nice primary assist. Adam Gaudette recorded his first goal with the Blackhawks. So still, even though the Hawks came out on the losing end, plenty of positive takeaways from this contest. And really, you know, with the playoffs being out of the picture at this point, that's all you can ask from this young Blackhawks team down the stretch for these final six games of the 2021 regular season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, April 29th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show... Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks! And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.